Simplified Chaos, Episode 3. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, our lovely listeners. This is Jillian, and I'm joined by my co-host and my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And Lucille is here again, our beautiful, almost seventh-month-year-old daughter, and she's uh, feeding again. Breastfeeding is life right now, and I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Pretty soon she'll start contributing to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Perhaps. <laughs> maybe with gagas and farts and all fun yeah. bodily function noises, hopefully. But I want her to be our third sidekick, sidekick eventually. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, it will be. I like thinking about yeah. that. Cool. Well, we, we got some ways to go. But, I dig it. Yep. That's just going to show you how long we expect to do this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, Jill, I'm feeling grateful. Mm. Feeling very grateful for civility. Civility. Yeah. Yeah. I love that I really never know what you're going to say for these segments. We keep it a secret, so it's always new and exciting when you do tell to me, so... <laughs> You're like, where am I going with this? Yeah, I'm like, civility. I don't even understand what you mean by civility. Civility. So, we're from the Baltimore area. Yes, we are. Um, Many of us are Ravens fans. Me in particular. Okay. And I just want to say, last week I saw a beautiful thing. Went and saw the the Ravens play against the Browns. If they won, then they were in the playoffs. Okay. And if the Steelers won their game and uh, and the Ravens lost, then the Steelers would have made the playoffs. So, went out with a buddy, went to a bar, okay, um, nice sports bar, and we walked in, and it's packed. I mean, it's a brand new sports bar. This place is, you know, just everyone's there, and we're like, man, we, we may actually have to go to another place to, to watch the game. Luckily, we got there about 25 minutes before the game, so if we needed to go somewhere else, we could have. So, we're walking around, walking around, and all of a sudden, this guy who's wearing a Steelers jersey, Ooh. a Jerome Bettis jersey, it's, it's black and white, absolutely, um, he points to us and said, hey, you guys you know, want these seats? I'm getting ready to go sit in the restaurant part of it with some, some friends. And you know, we came over and we're like, thanks, man. It was really nice of you. And he's like, I'm just really trying to get some good luck for the Steelers here. So, the nice Aww. thing was there <laughs> there were some other instances where Ravens and Steelers fans came across each other and... Everyone was very cordial. It was very civil. And when playoffs are on the line, and particularly when you're in a bar setting... Usually doesn't happen. Does, there's, there ends up being a fight or something like that. Yeah. Or at least they're, they're talking trash to each other. And, and you know, it, it makes the, the experience less enjoyable. So it was actually really nice being in that environment. And, and there was other games going on, too, where Cowboys and um, Giants fans were, were watching the game together. And they were... You know, they were fine. You know, it was, it was a big game, but oh, it was nice to see that, actually, because oftentimes we see on social media other fans beating up other fans, and it's not cool. It's mostly just bad stuff that they like to put on there. Yeah. They don't showcase the nice stuff, so. Exactly. We should have a, a news feed. Breaking news. Fans from the Steelers are really nice to Baltimore fans. It was great. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was good to see. Oh, great. Yeah. 
So, Jill, you feeling grateful? I am, and you probably know what I'm grateful for, even though I haven't told you, but you bought a book from Amazon, and as soon as it <laughs> delivered, I opened it up and immediately started reading it. I barely broke into it. I know. Because I, <laughs> you hogged it from me. And it was such an easy read, and it was so motivating. Like, So, I'm feeling grateful for the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and some of you may have heard of it. It's by Marie Kondo. And it's a new Netflix series, too. But I was excited about the book before I found out about the Netflix series. So I started reading it, and I didn't even finish maybe one or two chapters. And I was immediately sparked to do something. As soon as I read it, I said, I need to take action now. Whatever I just read, it makes me want to do something now. And, I mean, I thought our house was tidy. But now it's like, man, I could tweak it. And our house is even more intentionally set. So it's less stuff to clean up and maintain. And I was just very inspired by that book. And I read the whole thing in probably less than a week. And if anyone needs motivation or help with how to tidy up, how to organize, she is wonderful. And it's very refreshing, her her take on just how she takes care, care of her things. She's very grateful for it. And she thanks the clothes she wears. She thanks the jacket she wears. It's just, you don't... We don't do that. We're in a rush all the time that we don't actually think about, you know, look at our home and just sit down and say, wow, I am so grateful for the home I live in. I am thankful for the jacket that is protecting me in this weather. So the fact that she just slows it down and just gives you really quick, easy fixes. I shouldn't say easy fix. It's a lot of hard work if you have a lot of stuff. Right. But her methods work. And so far, I'm loving the benefits. Absolutely. I think... I loved it because you loved it and I wanted to read it anyway. And we, we really took action. And the last two weekends, we've really tackled some of the areas of response, you know, areas that she's pointed out that you can start tidying mm-hmm. up in your household. And I think we've done a good job over the last couple of years of just kind of getting rid of stuff that we're not needing, but obviously we're, we're not there yet. And that book kind of opened our eyes to some more things that we can get rid of and, just simplify our lives so that we can do the things that we love doing. So we're, we're putting in the work now so that we can benefit from it later. And uh, there's nothing like a book that actually makes you want to take action right away. And I feel like if you don't take right. action right after you read something, usually you let it go. You'll say, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'll plan to do this. And then you'll forget about it. So the fact that whatever I read made me instantly want to change things. And I got on my feet and started doing it. I'm grateful that, mm-hmm. you know, her methods worked and, uh, Go Marie Kondo. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and it's not only inspired us, but it's inspired your sister, my sister-in-law. Yes. And Holy cow. Yeah. She is definitely doing it. And it's, uh, it's a journey for her. And it's a lot different than our journey because she loves clothes a lot more than we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so definitely if you are in for looking for a book, guys, to motivate you to tidy up and just have a system that works, that's definitely a good read. The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Check Perfect. it out. Absolutely. So what are we talking about today, Jill? Today's topic is expectations. Mm, I like it. I like it. So yeah, I I think this is a a great topic, particularly since we just celebrated the new year. You know, many of us are reflecting on last year and and setting goals for 2019. Mm. We want to lose weight. So we go to the gym. Oh, those wonderful resolutions that we always want to <laughs> yep, make or yep. make. <laughs> you know, we want to we want to pay off our debt, so we set a budget. 
we want to cut back on going out for lunch, so we start meal prepping and talk, uh, you know, and start taking our lunch to work. And then February rolls around. Wah, wah, wah. We fall right back into our old habits. It does happen. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. I mean, I had an experience. It wasn't necessarily a New Year's resolution, but I decided to do. It was very heavy loaded, like a New Year's resolution. Mm. You know, it was very large goal, and it was for me. It was the whole thirty. Oh yeah. <laughs> I set this very large goal of doing a whole thirty, and I got to the weekend and said. I can't do this. I'm sucking the joy to my weekend. We got to day six, I believe it was. I wanted a cocktail so bad, and I don't drink during the week, and I really look forward to date nights. And there's something about date nights and not getting at least one cocktail. I don't like to get trashed. I just like to feel a yeah, little buzz, yeah. and I really enjoy that with adult. you. I feel like it helps my my conversation go really deep, and it flows a little bit more honestly. Not that I'm not honest with you, but you know how alcohol just brings a little bit more. It makes it a little easier. Exactly. So the fact just like the pre cocktail we have before this co- podcast. That that's true. Yeah. They don't need to know that. Well, now they know. <laughs> but yeah, that was really heavy loaded. I mean, all of those restrictions when you're doing Whole Thirty, it's a lot to ask mm-hmm. if you're not used to doing a lot of that. And I eat pretty healthy. I think I just wanted to do it just to see what it, all the hype was about. Right. And I know it can be a great a great tool for a lot of people, but for me, it. It just made me sad. I remember that night we were contemplating breaking whole 30 and we were actually, we were just laying in bed and just talking about it. And you're like, I really, really love our date nights. Yeah. And I don't think that this is worth us sacrificing our date nights because, you know, we yeah, are eating out yeah. is harder on whole 32. I forgot it about is. that. It's, it's very hard. We were looking at restaurant menus and we're like, oh, that was, all right, this one, we can't do this one. Fun. We can't do this yeah. one. So, yeah, we, we made a decision. It was we, we set our expectations very, very high on that one. And I guess that's one of those ones that we we didn't meet our expectations. No. And I guess that's why I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, because usually it's just a really large expectation. And most of the time I fail. I, yeah, uh, because I think we set a, a, an enormous goal for ourselves and oftentimes they don't have any any metrics you can go off. They're not simple. Uh, It's really hard to keep track if you're making any progress because it's, it's a very general goal that's not broken down into steps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our, our podcast is all about simplifying chaos and really when it comes to simplifying, you know, your life, Jill, you know, how do you go about setting expectations? So definitely the opposite of resolutions, (laughs) at least for me, I think they need to be as simple as possible. So starting small, the whole quote, less is more is so true because I think if you set smaller goals and then you meet it, it gives you momentum to keep going because you're making progress. And that way, eventually all these small little goals leads up to the big goal of really, you know, having a great, happy, healthy life. And um, so for me, I think that the expectations for us for living simple can be divided into categories. Mm -hmm. So if I were to kind of prioritize my expectations for living simple, it would be mindset, health, money, home, and family and friends. Cause all of those categories are very important Mm -hmm. to me. They're my values. Now that may look different for somebody else. Right. Um, But as far as mindset, uh, my resolution, and I feel like I really don't have a resolution. It's more like, 
my small habit that I tried to change mm -hmm. was just to have more gratitude, just to look more around me and just to be appreciative of what I have instead of always wanting more. Right. Because I used to be at Target all the time. <laughs> And I would say, oh, I, I don't buy anything. I just get something from Starbucks and I walk around. But 80% of the time, I'd probably pick up one thing. Mm -hmm. Even if it was small, I'd have some kind of justification for it. But really, I didn't need it. No, and if it wasn't for something for you, you would do something very selfless and you would get something for me because you like the way I look in certain clothes. And you're like, <laughs> you know, I was just moseying around Target and I saw this, thought of you, thought it would look good on you. And so, yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't looking for something for yourself, you know, you would do something selfless. But at the same time, you know, I'm not a, a clothes buyer. I know. And but it was, at this, you know, at the same time, I was very grateful that, you know, you're thinking of me and and that, you know, you want me to look good. I do. So <laughs> so for mindset, it was definitely just to have more gratitude. And that's I think it takes a lot of practice to do that every day because you stop and look around and you just have to. I don't know, just really, I mean, almost say it out loud. To me, it sounds cheesy, but if you say it out loud, it just makes you, it makes you do it. I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, and when it comes to simplified living, um, simple living, simplifying your chaos in your life, I think it has to start with mindset. And I think that's why it's number one, because if you're not in that mindset, if you're not all in on it, then you're not going to succeed at it. So you're going to have these expectations and you're not going to be able to, to meet those expectations. You may look it back and say, you know, this is something I failed on. Although failure is, is a great tool for us because that's the only way we learn. And not really, everybody feels that way, but, no. I, but you're right. Mindset should be first because um, you have to be very open-minded and you have to understand that failures are a way of growing. Absolutely. And if you don't see failure that way, then you know, you're just going to be stagnant and there's not going to be any room for growth or you're not going to be open to growth. And I feel like going through this journey. Yes. She's definitely open she's, for growth. Oh yeah. <laughs> growing right now. Um, so yeah, just having gratitude and just being open-minded for whatever may come our way, whether it's negative, positive, just seeing how I can learn from the experience. So just setting those little steps or those little goals, um, or expectations, I think have been truly powerful for simplifying our life. Absolutely. And I, I think kind of going back and setting small goals and trying to find a goal that you can say, well, how can I do this better tomorrow? And then the next day you're, you're always trying to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And it's something that you can change. And, and all of a sudden, you know, if you keep, take that small goal, you keep thinking about how can I do it better tomorrow and then doing it better than you did the day before. It becomes habit, and then you can start on something else, something maybe a little bit bigger, and and really start changing your life for the better. So since we covered mindset, I think, pretty well, just talking about gratitude and being open-minded, I think we can kind of move to the health category. Sure. Um, as far as health, I know setting small goals to simplify your life. Like for me, with eating healthy, it's not like I started changing my whole entire diet. It's I may have just started small with, hey, I'm just going to start cooking mm -hmm. my lunches and taking my lunches. So that way I'm not going out to eat. Not that I have any time to go out to eat because I'm a teacher, but I know for right. you, if you don't have a packed lunch, that option to go out is like, Hey, it's very tempting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I was spending a lot of money on lunch and you go out and you spend at least $10 a day on lunch. 
if not 15, 20. It just depends on how long you have for lunch. You Mm -hmm. know, I've worked in places where I've had an hour for lunch. You can do some damage in an hour. If you have time to sit down at a restaurant. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah, no, you've you've had the, what, 25, 30 minutes, if that. Yeah, pretty much. I breathe, and then I I go back to pick up the kids from lunch at school. So, obviously, when, when I was going out to eat at lunch, I obviously wasn't eating healthy. You know, we would, sometimes it was fast food, sometimes it was other things, but for the most part, I wasn't choosing healthy options. And I feel like you're able to control that a little bit more when you take your lunch. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, meal prepping and eating healthy, it sounds like a lot of work, but I realized that once I made my kitchen a happier place to work in and I simplified the stuff in my kitchen, that made me, it made it so much easier to prep and to cook because I knew where everything was. I didn't have to dig to find something, you know, everything was organized. So even like, it's weird how decluttering my kitchen made eating healthy that much more enjoyable for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just setting aside, you know, scheduling, you know, setting some, some yes. time aside on, on, on a Sunday or a Saturday to say, you know, I'm going to do an hour meal prep. We have most everything, you know, together, you know, obviously there's, there's still some things that we need to put in our lunches. You know, I cut up carrots and oh, I yeah, have some small other stuff. small things, <laughs> but for most part, that main meal is already done. And usually it lasts through about, you know, we only have to do it about three days a week because then we cook dinner. And we have leftovers for dinner, which covers our Thursdays and Fridays of the week. So mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily meal prep for an entire week. You just need to cover those first three days of the week. But yeah, I feel like with, you know, just the topic on eating healthy, it's you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast, lunch. I'm going to cook this. I'm going to cook that. It's just start small and just say, hey, I'm just going to start packing my lunches. And that's it. Definitely. And then as soon as you get that down, it's like, hey, I'm going to start making sure I have a really healthy breakfast and then just start that. And then, hey, I got that down. <laughs> Why don't I start? cooking more at home. Okay. I'll pick simple meals. And I feel like it's this slow progression to get there. But Mm -hmm. if we make this big expectation, like I want to lose weight, I want to eat healthy. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we try to do it all at once. It becomes extremely overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it just makes you unhappy because it's just so many new things in your life and you're not used to that. You, you know, we're very habitual and we have a routine and if we tweak it too much, it's like, uh, I don't know what to do. And it's chaotic. And so I think, the less you can introduce in your life at a time is so much better in the long run. I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, so I guess for, as far as health, I know obviously moving is important. And for me, I would used to set these unrealistic goals. Like when I used to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym four days a week for an hour. I remember doing that. Buh. <laughs> it really, yeah, it never lasted long. Yeah. And I've tried to become more conscious about getting up and moving during the day. Um, oftentimes, if I'm involved in projects, I get entrenched in them and I forget to get up and move. But luckily, one of the nice things over the last month is our bathroom has been out of order on our floor for renovation. So I either have to go up to the eighth floor or down to the second floor ah. to, to use the restroom. And instead of taking the elevator, I've been taking the stairs. So at the end of the day, when I get back, you know, home, I've been doing eight, 10, 12 floors, maybe hmm. even a little bit more, just depending on how many times I have to go to the bathroom. But it's been really nice. And, and our bathroom is open again this week, but I find myself still going to those other floors just so that I'm getting those steps in. And because it's, it kind of became a habit it for did. you. So it it's did. kind of like already in your day. I was forced into it, but yeah. you know, now I'm entrenched in it and 
I like it. You know, I like doing the stairs. I, I feel good afterwards. I'm not out of breath anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good way to start small, especially if you're not used to like a regimented workout routine. Just mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to start taking the steps if you have steps in your building and that's it. Yeah. And the more the better. I mean, if you it's do three steps, you know, three flights of stairs one day and you're like, that's all I can do. Then I feel like something is better than nothing. That's what I like. It's just if you do even something small, it's better than doing nothing at all. Exactly. Um, but yeah, as far as me with moving, I had this very regimented routine. If you listen to the first episode, I was really doing a lot of high intensity workouts. And now that I've had Lucille, you know, I, it just doesn't work for my life right now. So Mm -hmm. I feel like setting expectations that are small and that fit for the season of life you're in is so important because this season of life right now, I just want to be on the floor with Lucille. (laughs) I want to watch what she does. She's developing so many things right now and I don't want to miss it. Right. So the fact of like the idea of leaving her to go to a gym or to go to a class right now, as much as I would like to do that, I feel like I would miss something. And it's not that I know I'm going to miss things eventually, but right now in this stage of development, I'm just so excited to see what she's going to learn to do next that I don't want to miss a thing, especially working full time. I'm already missing most of the day. So coming home right now, I just, I kind of set this small expectation that, you know, if I can do two random YouTube workout videos in the living room, that's enough for me. And I just set it small, just two. And I'll literally type in something silly like dance workout or Tabata workout. And it'll be silly or it'll be funny. And I'm just moving my body and I could be doing it wrong. But, you know, I'm having fun. I'm moving my yeah. body. And Lucille's right there with me. And I'm not missing Absolutely. her. So I feel like it's important to know the season of life you're in because it's mm-hmm. not going to be the same every season. And that'll help you adjust your expectations. Exactly. Planks and, and push-ups for me if she's on the floor. Exactly. So if I didn't move my body, if I can do five push-ups before I go to bed, I say, hey, at least I did something. Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, something's better than nothing. That's perfect. <laughs> so right. now we want to move on to money because I know that's money. another thing that at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, I'm getting out of debt this year. And, and people fight about money. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel yeah. like a lot of people could get divorced because of money. It happens. That's usually one of the top things. Uh, that and clutter, evidently, <laughs> from what I've heard. Um, no, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where, and in our situation in particular, we had three payments that we ended up basically taking on at the same time. What three payments were that? That was the oh, new car for you, my, a new car for me, was and the HVAC. It was a, now we bought used cars. Air quotes, new car, but, but it, was a, it was used. It was both of you and I didn't have a car payment at the time. And all of a sudden, we went from having some no lot car of extra payments. money, yeah. but then we were then shelling out mm-hmm. probably seven hundred dollars a month between you know the the two of us, and that's with the HVAC and the and the two cars we had to buy. We were at the end of life on our cars. We we both had about one hundred ninety some thousand miles on our cars. So yeah, it just so happened that it all hit at once, and so. And man, I don't feel like I showed enough appreciation and gratitude for the car I had with no car payment. But now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait till I pay off this car. It'll be so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've been doing the car payments over the last couple of years, obviously the HVAC payment as well. And Can I think we- about September, I think you and I were just like, you know, we're kind of tired of it. You know, you were still out of work. You were missing the first two months of work because you were on FMLA. Yeah. Um, so it was just really one paycheck coming in, but you obviously saved enough money, you know, I during did. that time. But I think at that time it really made us realize that, you know, we are shelling out a lot of money 
per month. And there's got to be a way we can put a plan together to chip away at this and, and set a goal, a realistic goal, you know, a, a goal that is achievable for mm-hmm. us to pay off our debt. And, you know, since then, can I just mention that you had sure. a really good idea that I feel like yeah. it's so simple, but I didn't think about doing it. You just said, let's look at our spending for the past month. Mm-hmm. And all we did was we went on home banking, the little app we have, mm-hmm. and we looked at all of our payments or all of our spending and we categorize it, whether it was dining out, uh, gas, obviously we can't control gas because our commutes are both pretty long, Right. but we looked at the spending we were doing that we could control. And mm-hmm. that's when I had the wake up call that holy cow, I'm spending a lot of money when we go out to dinner. And we were going out to dinner a lot. Once a week. And I love our date nights, but I think now that once we saw how much money we were spending, and I think it was well-spent money, but we could obviously tweak it so that we could save more for paying off our debt. Right. And we've kind of tweaked it where, you know, we don't go on date nights every week out. Now we just maybe go once or twice out and we have date nights at home. Right. But I, I don't think I would have ever had that wake up call if I didn't intentionally stop and look at what we were spending. Right. I mean, you have this idea like, oh, I'm not spending that much. But when you look at a whole month and see all of the stuff that you have bought going out and it, it adds up and I was just blown away. So yeah. thank you for making us sit down and actually just look at our spending. And I think it was so beneficial just for me to realize like, hey, you need to get control of what we're doing. <laughs> right. And that money that we're saving now is is going towards paying off the, you know, our debts. And, you know, recently I was able to pay off my car. Uh, we're paying off the HVAC this month. And really the-, the We're adulting thing, hard. We're, we're, yeah. HVAC, so, car payments. <laughs> you know, with the money that we're saving on both of those, uh, you know, we're going to finish paying off the bathroom, um, which your mom helped us out with, which was Our bathroom amazing. model, which really needed it. And, um, you know, then we're going to tackle your car. And once that's done, it's just the mortgage. And I think it's worth noting that we kind of discovered Dave Ramsey's yes. baby steps. Yes, yes. Which and, and actually, before you get into that, we're we're going to cover a full financial podcast and and a lot of these topics. That oh we're yeah, covering, it's worth it's diving gonna be, into. <laughs> we're going to dive really deep into those uh, on on some future episodes. But um, yeah, if you haven't heard of Dave Ramsey's Seven Baby Steps to Helping You Pay Off Debt, I mean, I haven't bought any of the books. I haven't really watched too many of the videos, but I will say, just looking at the steps, it's it makes perfect sense and it simplifies how to pay off debt so well. Um, it's in seven steps and I'm not going to get into too detail, but the first step is pretty much just save a thousand dollars. And the second step is pay off debt. And then it gives you some other steps for eventually paying off your house and then investing. But it's so simple the way he breaks it down and we're using as a guide. And so far it is working Yes, and I'm, I'm loving the results so far because I'm very close to paying off my car. Hip hip hooray. And, And I think we've, Part of this is we've set realistic expectations and a, and a timeline for us to, to yes. get this done. Um, we're not depriving ourselves no, of date nights. No, we're it's still not like we're it. saying, you know, we're just going to stop date nights. I mean, that would make me really depressed and <laughs> a recluse and I would never want to leave the house. But the fact that we are tweaking it and just saying we're just going to take a couple away, but we're still going to have that enjoyment time together. I think that it, that's the smart way to do it. Just tweak it a little bit. That yep. way you're not depriving yourself. We're not about deprivation. We want you to be happy when you're trying to simplify your life and trying to pay off debt or whatever your goal mm-hmm. is. Um, 
But yeah. we, we expect to be much happier after our debt's paid off. Absolutely. So, and yeah, we may be depriving ourselves now, but eventually we're going to have that extra money, more flexibility to do what we want. We just have to deprive ourselves a teeny yeah. bit for a couple of years or so, however long it takes. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things we want to do is, is definitely travel more, have some more experiences with Lucille. And this yes, is going to really free us up for that. I can't wait. So that's been one of our, our main motivating factors for us to, to pay this off. Mm-hmm. So I think that transitions into to home and, and mm. setting expectations for your home. Mm. Yes. And I think we alluded to a lot of the changes that we've had here in our home over the last year. But what would you recommend for somebody who's looking to, to simplify their home? You know, how to set some expectations with that? So obviously starting small. <laughs> so um, I will say the book that I recommended or I was grateful for in the beginning, she talks about instead of looking at your house and decluttering room by room, she talks about decluttering in categories, which I right. thought was interesting. So instead of starting in your bedroom, just start with your clothes. Get all your clothes out and just look at your clothes and see what do you really love or what sparks joy and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So obviously decluttering, 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 and just really looking around to see what you have as a total. And then just really choosing intentionally what you're using and what you're not and kindly let it go. Absolutely. Because I'm learning that if there's outer chaos in where we live, there's outer, there's inner chaos inside of ourselves. Yeah. But I'm a lot calmer when our environment's calmer and there's not a lot of clutter. Like, I feel so much better inside. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm a kinder, more patient person with you, mm-hmm. with my sister, with my mother. And I think they see that too. And that's why they're so supportive of us. And, you know, they're, they're listening to us and they're trying their best to support this lifestyle and, you know, be intentional with what they do gift us if right. they give us anything. Right. And uh, they're starting to do the same with their lives, which is kind of really cool to see my sister decluttering and going through things and letting go things that she never would have done in the past just kind of speaks really loudly to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think one of the nice things, and I said it this morning, we had some guests over for breakfast and we had some cleaning up we had to do. There was, there was a little bit of clutter out, but it was done within a half an hour. Oh my gosh. That was just, that, that included vacuuming and just doing some small dishes that were, you know, we're out. Yes. So, I mean, it was really easy for us to get our house ready this morning for, for company. So that was another reason. And, and so again, I, I, I think it's been easy for us because we've been constantly, it's been a process. It's we've been, been a doing process. We've, small, we've done a lot and yes. we haven't let it go. No. And, and I think that's, we haven't gave, of, given up. Yeah. But I think a lot of people tend to give up pretty easily when they, don't get the results they get right away. So that instant gratification. Yeah. yeah. So chipping away at it may work for some people, but going all in and just of, getting it yeah, done getting in it all done one swoop. The other way. So it really just depends on you, you know yourself the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you can consistently keep up with getting rid of something in your house and getting rid of the clutter and, and, and keeping it clean, then, you know, you can probably chip away at it. But if you're one of those people who needs that instant gratification and needs like the slap in the face, then you may want to go a little bit more balls to the wall when it comes to that. And I feel like it's a, it's a process that it never does stop. It just gets easier. Mm-hmm. So 
It does. When we first started decluttering and like getting rid of the things that didn't bring us joy or didn't have a purpose, it was very overwhelming because we had so much stuff. But now that we have gotten rid of the big things and a lot of the little things, when we do declutter or we do get rid of things, it's so less stressful. Like I had to go into Lucille's room and just, you know, see what was in her drawers, see what doesn't fit her anymore. And it was, it only took me about half an hour to just mm -hmm. take out some things that I could donate that someone else could get good use out of because she doesn't fit into it anymore. Right. But instead of letting that build up like I would used to and just hold on to things and hold on to things and be like, oh, maybe one day I'm just kindly letting it go. And it feels so much better because when she gets new things in, she has space for it. Absolutely. And it doesn't take that much time. It's just a little bit each day. And uh, I I am impressed yeah. with the outcome so far. <laughs> and in a future episode, I will teach you guys how to kindly let your stuff go to other people on Facebook <laughs> and let go and, and some of the other marketplaces. And I will, I will say, since we are talking about expectations, is when I went in to start selling on let go and, and Facebook, I didn't know what my expectations were. I thought it, you know, things would go really quickly or, or it may just take forever. And it's been kind of a mixed bag. But I, I think it's exceeded my expectations because I've met some really great people who cherish the I items. I never that, thought about no, that aspect great. of it. I just kept thinking like, how much money are you going to make? But that's not even about that. We I mean, have we met some find really nice people. <laughs> and exactly. Um, but we'll get into that in, in more in depth on, you know, some tips for doing that and how to price and all that good stuff. But you know, that's, that's for a future episode there, but yeah, there, there's a lot of ways you can get rid of your stuff in your home and um, I think and use it to, to help you out. Um, one more thing about the home is that just make sure that you're making your home purposeful for the season of life you're in and you're always open to change because we've changed a lot since Lucille's been born. Mm -hmm. We knew a lot of new things were going to come in the house, you know, cribs, big toys, big carriers, bassinets, and those things take up space. So I think we had to rearrange the stuff in our home or let go of some things because yeah. we knew new things for Lucille were becoming. And so I feel like just constantly adjusting to whatever's happening in your life is really important just Absolutely. to be open about, you know, I may not have this table for a while, but it's serving a good purpose now. And just being open to say, Hey, it's not serving a purpose. Now I'm going to let it go because we have new things coming in. So I think that's kind of important to just be aware of that. Absolutely. So let's close out by talking about expectations for family and friends. Ah, family and friends. <laughs> um, I think now that we've simplified so much of our life, you realize the friends and family that support you through this, and you realize the friends and family that don't. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say I defriended anybody, but I think you are more purposeful about who you choose to hang out with and who you choose to spend a lot of your time with because that matters. Your environment matters. Sure. I feel like if you spend time with people who are open-minded and are grateful like you, you tend to do the same habits. I feel like whoever you're around, those habits tend to, you know, rub off on you kind yes. of like kids. Yeah. If kids are around a bunch of people that are smoking and they think it's cool because everybody else is doing it, chances are they're probably going to start because they want to fit in. Right. I mean, human nature, we want to belong somewhere. We want to belong in a group. We want to have a sense of community. And I feel like with our family and friends, we're so grateful that I feel like we haven't had to change much because our family and friends are very open-minded. They're yes. very grateful. They're very supportive. But I feel like I'm more aware now of the people I let in in my life and the people that I don't. Yeah. So it's kind of opened my eyes to that. 
one of the nice things and again i think it's another reason why we're doing this podcast is because a lot of people are interested in what we're doing and they ask questions and because they're asking questions that means they're open to to new ideas and new ways about doing things and it's nice to kind of show them and let them into our life so to say and say it's kind of scary know, though it is a little bit but you know at the same time you know we just want to help the, the information is out there and mm-hmm. and sometimes there's just not enough time in the day to to get that information um you know this is what i love about podcasts is that you can listen to them on demand whatever is convenient for you whether it's driving to and from work whether it's taking you know lucille for a walk i know that's one of the times <laughs> where you like to listen to podcasts so you know this information's out there and and there's some other great podcasts out there as, as well there's books you know there's just a lot of resources but you know when people see their friends doing something and it's working for them it's nice to be able to, you know, say, yeah, you know, and, and explain to them, you know, what we're doing and offer help, you know, and, and we're here to help any of our friends who, and, and anybody out there really, who want to simplify something in their life and just don't know where to start. And we I will can at say, least share yeah, our experiences with them. I'm more prone to listening to my friends versus a stranger, not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but right. when you see your friends are really, you know, benefiting from something, I'm the first to ask, like, what's happening? What's new? And they tell me, and I'm like, wow, that sounds awesome. And I'm going to listen to them and mm-hmm. I'm going to try it because I trust them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if our listeners out there are open-minded and grateful and trustworthy and they're willing to try some of these things too, I mean, and we've I think had they amazing are benefits. Since to this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you can't lose anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we believe in you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're rooting for you. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, I think if there's there's one take, you know, that, that we'd like for you guys to, to, you know, take with you on this one is to, you know, start small with your expectations. And as you see success in them, you can gradually grow to, to larger expectations. But make sure that you're taking those small steps to get to those larger goals. So, you know, we, we wish you, you know, all the luck with, you know, your expectations and, and you know, the, the goals that you're setting here for 2019. And I please don't compare yourself with anybody else. Right. I know there's a lot of social media out there and photos of homes and people's lives and just focus on you, customize it for you and just do the darn thing and yeah. try not to compare yourself because that's just going to bring you down. And I don't want you to go down. I want you to go up onward and upward. You well, can you compare, do this. If you're going to compare yourself, compare yourself to what you were doing yesterday. That is, that's very wise. I like that. <laughs> I have to use that I read, slogan I read in it my classroom. In a book. <laughs> <laughs> Your Ben Stiller impressions are on point. It wasn't good on that one, but, but they trust me, are. they are pretty good. <laughs> so anyways, that takes us into the quote of the day by Jill Kaselniak. Yay, I love these. Um, So our quote of the day is by John C. Maxwell. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. And I think we've talked about that a lot, just starting small Mm -hmm. and doing one little thing in your life. And it will eventually change your life because you'll build momentum and it'll turn into something so much grander than you imagined So just choose one thing now to change in your routine. It could be just one tiny, small thing. And if you like the result it's having or it's, you know, you're seeing, then you'll be more open to allowing that positive domino effect of new habits entering your life. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy that one. And I guess 
that's it for today. That's a wrap on episode three. That's a wrap. Well, I guess uh, we'll see you guys later. Take care. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.